This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina wa Nabiina wa Habibina Muhammad. Zil Qadril Azim. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa atba'ihi ila yawmiddin. Allahumma faqihna fiddin. Wa alimna ta'wil. Wa alhimna rushdana ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us the Qur'an as complete guidance. He tells us in the opening of Surah Al-Baqarah, after we as servants of Allah make the urgent call, اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطِ mustaqim in Surah Al-Fatiha, guide us to the path that is straight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has promised to answer our call, responds right away. The opening of Surah Al-Baqarah, Alif la Mim, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ This is the book in which there is no doubt. It is complete guidance for those seeking to be mindful of Allah, for the people of taqwa. And... Part of the Qur'an being complete guidance is that it addresses us with the message of guidance, with the call of turning and returning to Allah in many different ways so that we may take heed. And amongst the most beloved two surahs of the Qur'an, two surahs that come next to each other, are Surah Al-Rahman and Surah Al-Waqi'ah. Surah Al-Rahman reminds us of countless blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turning to Allah through Allah's mercy and through the great blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us. And Surah Al-Rahman rightfully is one of those most beloved of surahs to many people. And it has a very, it has unbelievable rhetorical power and also unbelievable oral power. You just hear it and you're dazzled by how it sounds. Right after Surah Al-Rahman comes Surah Al-Waqi'ah. Surah Al-Waqi'ah. is an urgent call to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our realization of the, the gravity of life and the majesty of our Lord. And Surah Al-Waqi'ah begins very dramatically. When the great event happens, When the great event happens, there is nothing to deny 
it's happening. There is nothing to deny it's taking place. That event that, uh, that lowers and raises. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the event. But interestingly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell us explicitly what is that event. When the great event happens. Normally, if you are going to tell someone about something, you tell them you explicitly about what it is. When the fundraiser happens, when the roof is being changed, you tell them specifically here, when the great event happens, and there's no one who can deny that it's happening, what event is it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not mention it explicitly, immediately, because it is known to everybody. Right? You don't even have to name what it is, and you know that it is a reality. And that is the reality of the hereafter. Of there being a life after this. When it happens. And there's none to deny it's happening. And there's two denials here. You could, you could deny it in this life, but you would be wrong. You could deny it in this life that, that someone could say, no, I don't believe in the hereafter. But you would be wrong because it's a, it's a reality. The realities of matters are affirmed. It's a, it's a truth. So it's not deniable. And you have no basis as a human being to deny it because it is outside all possible human Knowledge, it is from the matters of the unseen. It is not from the things that you can apply your analogical reasoning, your scientific knowledge to say, okay, the world will end on this day. Because it is not from the realm of this world that this world will end. It is a great event that will befall unexpected. And that cannot be denied in this life because it is untrue. But when it happens, when it happens, you'll be right there. You cannot deny it because every soul will experience that event. That is why some of the early Muslims said the central theme of Surah Al-Waqi'ah is not about the hereafter, it is about the here and now. Because Surah Al-Waqi'ah tells us about the reality of death and the reality that different people will come on the day of resurrection in different states, as we shall see. But the central theme, according to many of the early Muslims, is not the hereafter. Because the Qur'an is not a book of just news, that this is what will happen. It is a book of guidance. Right? So when paradise is described, it is not for us to learn about paradise. It is for us 
to yearn for paradise, for us to turn towards paradise. Right? Because everything in the Qur'an is guidance. And when that great event befalls, there is none to deny its befalling. But that denial in this life could be explicit. There are people who disbelieve and therefore they're denying the hereafter that Allah has told us about. But there's also a subtle denial of the hereafter. And that subtle denial that you and I have to be careful about is when we live in a manner that is not actively conscious of the reality that we will be resurrected and that we will be taken to account when we live not making our choices in accordance with the reality of death, resurrection, the reckoning, the hisab. When we make our choices not conscious of the reality of heaven and the reality of hell. So let's, let us not be in that state of subtle denial where we accept it in our minds, but in our consciousness, the reality of the hereafter is not alive. Which is why the Prophet ﷺ told us, Make much remembrance of the destroyer of all pleasures. Yani al-maut, namely death. And what comes after it. The consciousness of death should be so clear in our minds. The early Muslims used to say that if Iman were alive in our hearts, Jannah would be as real to us as the things around us. Because Jannah lasts. That new car doesn't. The lunch may seem really real when all that is between you and the lunch is my khutbah and then the prayer. But how long will the lunch last? But, right, so this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran doesn't just tell us that, okay, oh human being, you are living, you will die, there'll be a reckoning, there'll be eternal reward, eternal uh, punishment, here are the rules. That's all rationally you need to say. There's eternal reward or eternal punishment. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala details it with complete details. In Surah Al-Rahman, here in Surah Al-Waqi'ah. Why? So that it becomes alive in our consciousness. It becomes alive in our consciousness so that we can visualize it, we can imagine it. So that we can live in this life making choices that take into account the reality of heaven, the reality of hell, the reality of resurrection, the reality of reckoning. So that we make those right choices. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, after telling us that this event is undeniable, it is a basing of some 
and raising of others. There'll be some people who thought they're doing well, but all that will be manifest on that day of judgment for them is that they will be abased. Khafidah. It will humiliate them. Rafi'ah. And will raise others. There will be people who themselves may have felt insignificant, who themselves may have felt as if they're worth nothing. But they believed. They did good. They're people of benefit and khair. And that will raise them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then describes that day. إِذَا رُجَّتِ الْأَرْضُ رَجَّةِ When the earth will be violently sh- shaken. وَبُسَّتِ الْجِبَالُ And the mountains will be crushed to mere dust. وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثًا And on that day, you will be in three Groups. That day, you will be three groups. Right? This world will cease. And of course, much is left out. We will be resurrected. And after being resurrected, people will be gathered in three groups. The first group, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, فَأَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ so as for the people of the right, what can be said about the people of the right? And this is very powerful because it's Ibham. It says, what could be said about them? Right? Like they say in Arabic, Hadith wala haraj. Say what you wish. Right? The people of the right hand. These will be people who will have eternal contentment. Eternal reward, eternal joy. Right? Can, can we even imagine eternity of contentment and joy? We can't. You know, a lot of people now are talking about all kinds of scientific <coughs> tweaking with the human being. So I said, would infinity be boring? Because the human mind cannot imagine. What it means to live forever, number one. But then living forever, what would you do? We can't even imagine that. Which is why most people, if you ever read science fiction, or these kinds of fantasy genres, they say, an eternal life would be a miserable life. But that's only to the limited human mind. The mind cannot imagine what has been stored for the human being of reward, that is eternal. Contentment, that is eternal. So the people of the right hand, what can you imagine is the reward of the people of the right hand? And the people of the left, what can you imagine about the plight of the people of the left? And we're not talking about the NDP or <laughs> the left wing here. We're talking about the people of the left here being the people of eternal loss. What can you imagine how miserable that is? Right? Eternal misery, eternal punishment, eternal 
grief. We can't even begin to imagine what that would mean. Right? So the, the people, there's people of success. And there's people of eternal success. And there's people of eternal loss. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that make your choice and live it in this life. But there is more possibility than that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us only that there's the people of the right. What can you imagine about the people of the right? And the people of the left. What can you imagine about the, their state? And the very foremost, the very fo- foremost, The very foremost, the very foremost, they are the ones who are drawn close to Allah. They are the ones drawn close to Allah. And this is tashweeq. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causing us, stirring, longing within us. That it is not simply a matter of, okay, I'll get by. But there's a a greater potential in this life. That you could be of the people of success. You're a believer, you are upright, you do good. If you you mess up, you regret it, you repent, you rectify, you're the people of the right hand. You leave the ways of the people of the left hand. You leave disbelief, you leave corruption, you leave wrongdoing, you leave sin. Because you know that these lead to eternal loss at some level or the other. But that's not all there is to life. The very foremost. The very foremost. Right? And the sabiq in a race is the horse that gets ahead of other horses. Why? Because the sabiqoon are the ones who went ahead of others in their expressions of faith. Right? They nurtured their faith, so their faith was greater than the faith of others. In tests and tribulations, they're the people who trusted in Allah. So they had higher faith. They're the ones who had greater gratitude, greater shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than others. They're the ones who had greater sabr, patience, than others. They're the ones who had greater rida, greater contentment with Allah. So their faith exceeded the faith of others. Their deeds exceeded the deeds of others. Not only because they did more, but they did it with greater sincerity. They did it with greater sincerity. One of the great Imams of Islam, Imam al-Muzani, the great, one of the greatest students of Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he said that were the Iman of Abu Bakr to be weighed against the Iman of the rest of the Ummah, the Iman of Abu Bakr would have prevailed. And these are words so wise, some ascribe them to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, but it's authentically established from, from Imam al-Muzani. Why? 
Others fasted, others prayed, others gave in charity. But he says, because of something in his heart, because of something in his heart. And that's what Sayyidina Umar talked about, that, that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu exceeded all the other companions of the Messenger of Allah, not because of greater prayer or fasting, but because of something that was in his heart, which is the strength of his sincerity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greater sincerity in the heart. So, sabiqun. those who, who have greater faith than others, those who, whose deeds are better than others, they're the ones, when there's time for charity, they're the ones who give. When there's time to do the right thing, they're the ones who step up. When there's a dispute within the family, they're the ones who mend relations. They're the ones who make the difficult choices. They chose Allah before all else. So Allah chooses them before all others. The very foremost, the very foremost, the foremost in faith, the foremost in righteous deeds. They're the ones who are drawn close. Drawn close by whom? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ In gardens of eternal bliss. ثُلَّةٌ مِّنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ A great group from the, from the early ones of the Ummah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنَ الْآخِرِينَ And some, even from the last of the Ummah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there's many interpretations of what the... Many from the early ones and, if, and some from the last. Right? But what is understood from it is that the possibility of being from the foremost of Allah's servants is always possible un- even until the last of days. To be the very foremost of, of believers, the very foremost of humanity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala details their reward first. They're mentioned last. The people of the right and the people of the left. Their reward is not mentioned yet. It'll be detailed later in Surah Al-Waqi'ah. But the Sabiqun, their reward is mentioned immediately. Why? Because on on the day of resurrection, they have special status. They'll be under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people who are the closest servants of Allah, they will not experience the terror and turmoil of that day. Right from the beginning, they will be in states of coolness and contentment. In gardens of bliss. Many from the early ones and some even from the late ones. So the call here, my dear brothers and sisters, is strive in this life. Know the reality that the hereafter is coming. The beginning of the hereafter for you and I is the moment we die. And we don't know when that is. So we should live ready for the reckoning. Sayyidina Umar said, Take yourselves to account before you are taken to account. 
And even more than that, don't just live a good life. Right? The people of the right live a good, good life. They have faith. They have good deeds. This is a call. Live with excellence. Try to be of the sabiqeen. Make it your goal in life that you want to do the best that is possible to seek Allah in every situation that you're in. And that possibility is always open because Allah is the eternally giving. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us and you and our loved ones of the sabiqeen. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفره إنه غفور رحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا To close we want to mention three of the qualities of the سابقين of the foremost of the believers the first quality of the foremost of the believers is to have sincerity in everything that one does. That do everything you do in life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A good believer worships their Lord and they do what is right. right? And when they worship, they're sincere. But the foremost of the believers don't just worship Allah, don't just obey Allah. The foremost believers do everything in life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do we eat and drink? We do it out of gratitude to Allah. Why do we visit family? We do it for the sake of Allah. Why do we work? We work for the sake of Allah. Everything in life, we, we do it. For the sake of Allah. That's the first quality of the foremost believers. The second is that one should strive to do everything that one does in the best way possible to the extent that one can. In Allah yuhib, Allah loves that if any of you does anything, they do it with excellence. To do everything in life in the best way possible for the sake of Allah. And third, when one falls short, to hasten to repent and seek forgiveness. Because our merciful Lord has said that he, he is the one who accepts the repentance of his servant. And the, the Prophet tells us that the one who repents from sin is like one who never sinned. So these are three qualities to strive to be of the best of people. To do everything in life for the sake of Allah. Everything, without exception. If it can't be for Allah, don't do it. Second, to strive for excellence in everything that one does. Because that is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And third, whenever we fall short, whether by sinning or falling short of excellence, we, we repent to Allah and renew our commitment to sincerity and excellence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us and our loved ones of such believers. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina wa Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma khfir lil muslimina wal muslimat wal mu'minina wal mu'minat al ahya'i minhum wal amwat rabbana innaka qareebun sami'un mujibu da'awati ya arhamar rahimeen. Wallah, we ask you that you make the Qur'an the light of our hearts, the light of our minds. 
light in our lives, light in our families, light in our communities. We ask you, O oh Allah, that we illuminate our lives with daily recitation of the Qur'an. We ask you that we illuminate our weeks and months by studying the Qur'an. We ask you that we, we illuminate our communities by us connecting ourselves and our children with the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We illuminate our lives and our societies by living its beautiful, merciful, virtuous, excellent guidance. Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask you that we and the Ummah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa reconnect with the light of the Qur'an, the light of your beloved Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And through this renewal, you dispel from us the distress, the difficulty and the tribulations we're in. We ask you for mercy for the entire Ummah of your beloved Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa We ask you for relief for the Ummah of your beloved Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa We ask you for urgent assistance to all those in distress whether they be overseas, our brethren the Rohingya, and those who are in distress in the lands of Sham, and, and in East Africa, and, and in so many other distressed lands. And likewise, right here, that we not be blind to those in difficulty and distress, in poverty and in homelessness, those who are in oppression or hardship, or those struggling in their worldly life or in their faith. We ask you that we be of those who reach out in prayer, concern, charity and assistance to all those who need it and who realize that we have urgency for urgent need for you O oh Allah Ya Rabbil Alameen we ask you that you preserve the gifts of faith guidance and good in our lives and in the lives of our children wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala sayyidina wa nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqimu salah Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. Our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate.